It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Harvin, your host of Let's Ride, your Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning podcast right here on the Steel Curtain Network, which is a part of Fans for Sports Network, and I want to get this out of the way right away. So in case you didn't listen to the post-game show, which I hope you did, I hope you went back and checked out myself, Dave Schofield, and Brian Davis. But if you didn't, you might have missed the part where we at Fans for Sports Network are doing something really cool, something I'm really excited about. And as someone that's a part of the company in more ways than one, when we thought of this idea and we got the backing to do it, we were like, this is going to be awesome. And what it is, is we at Fans First Sports Network are giving away four free tickets to any week one game in the National Football League. The value could be upwards of $5,000 in total. And we're not going to pay for you to get there, but we'll pay for the tickets. So anyone that's listening to this, if you're like, oh man, how cool would it be to go to that week one game Season opener against the San Francisco 49ers. This is your chance to do so for free. So here's what you have to do. You have to go to the following website, contest.fansfirstsports.com. Again, contest.fansfirstsports.com. Fill out the information, which is just your email address, and then you follow the directions and you're good to go. That's it. My gosh, people, I can't tell you how cool this is. I would really love to see a Steeler fan win this. I'm not the one that's picking it. I'm not going to be involved in that at all. I can't even enter myself. That's okay. Part of the company. I get it. But for you all out there, go get yourself a chance to get some really awesome tickets because if you're thinking about it, $5,000 total, you could have some really sweet seats if you wanted to go to that week one game against San Francisco. So again, go to 
contest.fansfirstsports.com for your chance to win. All right, so let's talk about the game. I talked about the game a lot last night. Uh, you know, you, you think about the, the overall preseason. I want to make something very clear. What I want to talk about today is just the game against the Falcons. The Steelers have over two weeks before they play their first regular season game. We will have plenty of time to look at the preseason from a global perspective. I say that all the time, and that's because it's that overarching look at everything. Here's how it's gone. We will have plenty of time to do that. But for today's show, I just want to talk about the performance. 24 to nothing, the win over the Atlanta Falcons down in Atlanta. It was, my gosh, I mean, what else can you say? What else can you say about the Steelers preseason? We're going to say this. I'll probably end up saying this a couple times as we go through winners and losers in the second half, as we talk about the the questions maybe being answered. But, man, I, I did not see this coming. I will say that right away, not just in this game, but in the preseason, every single game. You're kind of just waiting for the other foot to drop. You're waiting for, okay, what's next? When's the bad play coming? When's the interception? And they had interceptions. Mitch Trubisky and Mason Rudolph both threw one early in the preseason. But you're just waiting for that to happen. And it never did. And it never did. So I think the one underlying thought that I had after the game, as I went to bed, woke up this morning on Friday, I was like, okay, really, what did we learn about the Steelers after last night's game? Were there questions that were answered? Well, I think only partial answers. The Steelers were up big early in this game, uh, 14 to nothing. By the time Kenny Pickett and the offense left, they were up 24 nothing at halftime. Uh, right up until the very end of the second quarter, they had only allowed the Atlanta Falcons eight total yards and zero first downs. So in case you missed the game, but you're listening to this to kind of get a feel for what was the game like, it was as one-sided as you could ever imagine. I mean, it, it was it was so lopsided in terms of the Steelers dominating the Falcons in every single facet. I get it, but th- that tells me that these answers are just like every preseason game, partial answers. So in case, like for instance, you missed my uh, podcast on Wednesday where I talked about Matt Canada, and okay, so what is Matt Canada's, are we confident in him now? Does he deserve some credit? I, I said it then, I'll say it now. I give a coordinator or a coach as much credit as I would a player during the preseason. And what I'm talking about in that regard is, well, we don't give players a f- the, you know, all the credit in the preseason because we always have that little asterisk or that little caveat. I would do the same with a coach. So we kind of have partial answers after the game. But you know what? This isn't all about Atlanta either. I think there's especially Atlanta, like some some Atlanta Falcons fans, which I didn't even tag. I didn't even use the hashtag Falcons hashtag or anything like that. Boy, these Falcons fans, they're weird. They're a different breed. Some of them started popping into my mentions during the game, talking about we're not playing our starters. Look, like what Mike Tomlin said after the game in his press conference, I, I can't worry about the Joneses. I can only worry about my team. And, and that's the thing. This isn't about Atlanta. Who cares if they play their starters or not? I don't. Mike Tomlin doesn't. He was worried about his team. I did find it very interesting, though. And I woke up this morning, was talking to my family about the game, and they were talking about the the Atlanta Falcons starters. And I found it crazy that Desmond Ritter, drafted out of Cincinnati, I believe in the third round of last year's draft, same draft as Kenny Pickett. He did see some playing time last year uh, as a starter, not nearly as much as Kenny Pickett, and just a different approach to those different quarterbacks in this preseason. Mike Tomlin has been very open about Kenny Pickett's our guy, but we need Kenny Pickett to play. We need to get him right. We need to get him in sync. We need to get him on on time. All that stuff 
he's got to step up and be that leader. Whereas Desmond Ritter, again, less experience last year, he's been given the whole the whole week three off and is going to have this huge layoff. Not saying one way is right or one way is wrong. There's I could justify both, but in this case, you're talking about two different coaches, two different approaches. Some like it one way, some like it the other way. It is what it is. But it's not about Atlanta. It's not about Atlanta at all. This is a focus on this game. Okay, so what I thought was, let's look at some questions. There were four main questions that I kind of had coming into this game. And I want to see, did we answer or did we get answers? Did the Steelers answer those questions throughout the game? Let's go over these. First, can the offense keep it up? And that was, <laughs> I, I seriously wondered this. I was talking to Dave Schofield. This was before his Stat Geek podcast, which if you missed it, by the way, if you missed it, you can still go back. Listen to the first half at least. I mean, he talks about what he wants to see in the second half of his show. But in the first half, I mean, he's talking about, you know, comparing year to year in terms of the preseason. And he called it unprecedented, the the success the Steelers have had. And he even told me when I was talking to him on the phone, he said, Jeff, this isn't going to last. I said, well, it could last. He goes, well, yeah, but setting that expectation is crazy. Yes, setting the expectation is crazy. But the fact of could it could it continue? Most people would bet that it wouldn't. And yet here we are. And it did. So in that regard, like, can the offense keep it up? Yes, they, they can. And again, it's it's not just this methodical. I, I always go back to the, the methodical, time-consuming, real slow drives that we saw at the end of last season. Yes, they finished 7-2. and two. Yes, they won four games in a row to end the season. But the way they did it, it was just really lethargic. Like, it was just kind of like grind it out, grind it out, grind it out. Not they. You win games, you win games. No one's saying anything about that. But what I'm talking about is that this offense, boy, it's got some pop to it. It's got some pop to it. I mean, you talk about the third down completion to Deontay Johnson, which I think went for like 32, 33 yards. Beautiful throw right into the basket. Move the chains. Shortly after that, if not the next play, I think it might have been two plays after, big bomb to George Pickens on the sideline, sets him up the two-yard line. The Steelers go quick. Give it to Najee Harris, punches in for a touchdown, and then all of a sudden, people forget this, the penalty, which I believe was on Mark Robinson on the opening kickoff, pushed the Steelers way back into their own zone. They ended up driving the length of the field in what seemed like seconds. This offense is explosive. I really hope that continues. Man, like it's been fun to watch. It has been fun to watch. So can the offense keep it up in the preseason? Yes, they can. Maybe when we talk about the expectations for points scored and we're like, man, what a huge jump it would be from 18 to 24. When you see them perform the way they are now, and I know it's against vanilla defenses, blah, 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 go ahead and say all that stuff. You can be skeptical. You have every right to be skeptical. Maybe it's not too far off. Next, the defense. Can they be dominant versus backups? Yes, they can. When I saw the report right before the game, that the Falcons were not playing their starters. So no Bijan Robinson, no Desmond Ritter, all those namestays that you know from the Atlanta Falcons roster, they are not playing. My first thought was, okay, are the Steelers going to continue with their plan? And I knew that Mike Tomlin would. If you follow Mike Tomlin, he's not going to change who he does and how he does it. And so Mike Tomlin said, we're still playing our starters. No matter what, we're playing our starters. So then I went into like coach mode. So I remember when I was coaching, and again, not football, but when I was coaching, we played teams, maybe they were lesser than, or maybe we were in a play day where you have like four or five games in a day, and they're shortened games, and you have a team that's, they're emptying their benches. So what would I tell my team in that case? 
Okay, go out there, dominate. Go out there and dominate. Show that you are far superior in every way than these players. And that's what it should look like. Let's be honest. When you have the Steelers starters versus the Atlanta Falcons, who are not a great team anyways, their backups are in. You're playing against their second string. That's what it should look like. The offense should move right down the field with ease, scoring touchdowns. And the defense should be absolutely suffocating, which they were. Again, in the second half, late in the second quarter, I'm sorry, second quarter, late in the second quarter, the Steelers had not given up a first down or surrendered more than eight yards. Like It's insane when I can't continue to say that. So did the defense dominate versus backups? Uh, yes. Yes, they did. That was that question was answered pretty, pretty clear. Then I get into this, okay, I'm still thinking about it, and I'm still wrapping my head around these two different coaches and their approaches to playing starters. And there is a risk-reward. Whether the Falcons played their starters or not, who cares? But for the Steelers, there's always that kind of, okay, risk-reward. You put T.J. Watt out there, you risk him getting rolled up on like last year's Week 3 game against the Detroit Lions in the preseason at, at, at Acrisure Stadium. A, a, an injury that was kind of pushed to the side, yet he had surgery to clean up that knee when he was on IR. So don't tell me like that wasn't a serious injury. You have to have a procedure done. That means it was significant. So the risk reward is, the reward is you get through it. No one gets banged up. They get the experience that they need. They get the timing that they need, and they get the conditioning that they need to be ready to go for the week one game in the regular season. Is it worth it? That's debatable. The Steelers rolled the dice because Mike Tomlin always does, and they got away with it. So Cam Hayward didn't play in Atlanta. That's okay. Larry Ogunjobi, I don't think, played at all in the preseason. He should be okay. But they they did get some guys like Alex Highsmith played almost the entire first quarter. T.J. Watt played a few drives. He had a sack. So it was just good to see those guys. The risk-reward, it depends on who you talk to in terms of the question answered. Was it worth it? Some will say, no, it's not worth the risk. The bench them all, and some would say yes. That the, actually, the, the reward is that they could be more better prepared for Week One. And then the last question that I had was: these young stars shining bright, can they continue? And I'm not just talking about Kenny Pickett and George Pickens. I'm talking about Nick Herbig. I'm talking about Broderick Jones getting a lot of snaps. I'm talking about Darnell Washington. All these young players, Joey Porter Jr. Almost forgot him. All these young players that are having some really lofty expectations heaped on their shoulders. I'm kind of wondering, like, well, holy cow, are they going to be able to continue and shine bright? They did. They did. Darnell Washington didn't catch a pass, but he was pretty dominant in the run game. Nick Herbig continues to look like a man with his hair on fire. And then you talk about George Pickens doing George Pickens things and Kenny Pickett, second-year guys, just looking really, really good. Jalen Warren, same. So those questions in this game were answered. And it caps off a perfect preseason. And again, you know, we're not gonna I'm not gonna dive too much into this, but I want you to think about this question. I'll ask you, the listener, this question and let you decipher it. If you could think of one thing that could be better about this preseason, like what would it be? What would you change? I can't think of anything. Because it wasn't like the Steelers suffered a huge injury or something like that that you could say, Oh, I'd go back and I would I'd go back and make sure that that player doesn't get hurt. The Steelers got out of this preseason pretty injury-free. I mean, unless you're counting like Hakeem Butler and Cody White getting banged up after the Bills game and having to be waived injured, 
those are minor injuries in terms of the players and the significance they have on the roster. So I, I, I got to be honest, this was a pretty perfect preseason. And we'll talk about that throughout the week. But what we're going to talk about next, coming up in the second half right after this break, are winners and losers. We had a lot of winners and only one loser. That's right. Only one loser. And make sure you stay till the very end for a special Heart to Heart. We will be right back after this break. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Steelers fans, welcome back. It is time for the winners and losers after the Steelers' 24 to nothing win over the Atlanta Falcons in Week Three. This the preseason finale down in Atlanta. Seven winners and one loser after the win. Yeah, only one loser. No, it's probably not who you think. We'll get to that. Let's start with the winners, though, as we always do. First winner is Kenny Pickett. That's right, Kenneth Shane Pickett. Stat line: He finishes four of four, 86 yards. 21 and a half yard average, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions, didn't get sacked with a 118.8 rating. So the rating drops because he didn't throw a touchdown, but that's all right. Hey, same old story, different week. Pickett comes onto the field, like I said earlier in the show, backed up in his own end, drives the team down the field. He looks decisive. He looks confident. He's in charge of the offense. You talk about the big throw to Deontay Johnson, big throw to George Pickens, things of beauty. Every drive he orchestrated this preseason resulted in a touchdown. I still have to kind of like pinch myself and say, did that really happen? Did he, did Presley Harvin never have to punt when 
Kenny Pickett and the starting offense were out there? Did the only thing Big Press had to do was hold the ball for Chris Boswell or any kicker after they scored a touchdown? The answer is yes. And I'm not sure how you can ask for anything more from the Steelers' starting quarterback, Kenny Pickett. He is the man. He's been playing well. He deserves to be on the winner's list. Let's go to the next winner, George Pickens. His stat line was rather simple. He was targeted one time at one catch, 35 yards, a 35-yard average. Did not score. Although, if you watch that play again, next time you watch it, you can go check out the game recap article. I have that video in there that the Steelers put on their social media. So he comes down with this ball. He gets two feet in. Here's what's crazy. Pickens reaches for the pylon. Like, he has the ball. Most people are just like, okay, just go to the ground, control the ball throughout the catch. Maybe he's not. Maybe he's not reaching, but it sure looks like he's reaching to me. It looks like he is reaching for the pylon. That dude is a freak. He's an alien. I don't know what planet he's from, but I'm sure glad he's with the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, we didn't get to see a lot of him in week two against the Bills. When you look back, he had one catch on third down for a conversion. You know, he made his presence felt pretty early in Atlanta. That it was a great catch. Phenomenal catch. They're the kind of plays that fans have seen George Pickens make routinely. And to say that people are excited about what he can do in 2023, well, that's an understatement. All right, let's go to the next winner, Deontay Johnson. Another simple stat line. He had that one catch for 33 yards, 33-yard average. And, you know, Johnson, what I'm seeing here, and this is kind of like emblematic. of Look at Deontay Johnson. The Steelers have so many weapons right now. When you're talking about Pat Fryermuth, George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, Allen Robinson, the running backs out of the backfield, Darnell Washington. I mean, you, you have all these different options where you could go, and that's not even counting a Calvin Austin the third who could be out there at some point as well. But Johnson only, he only had one target, but he made the most of it. A great pass, a great catch. Johnson moved the chains, huge gain, really changed the, the, the overall course of that drive, we'll put it that way. He's still a valuable asset to the team. He's proven that throughout the preseason. Deontay Johnson is a winner. The next winner, I kind of cheated, the running backs. In in its entirety, the running backs had, as a team, 40 carries, 175 total yards, 4.4 average, three touchdowns, and a 31-yard long. You know, last week, we as fans saw some padded running back stats. Jalen Warren, 60-plus, I think it was 62 or 63-yard touchdown run. Boy, that really made the numbers look really nice. The Steelers rushed for, I think, 121 yards last week against Buffalo. But half of that came on one run. This week, the offensive line got better push. The running production was was noticeably better, evenly distributed. Nothing, I, I don't feel like anything noted this more than when you had three touchdowns and three different running backs scored. Najee Harris, Jalen Warren, Anthony McFarland all hit pay dirt. It was good to see the running game kind of get on the right track after last week. I thought it was a I thought it was a subpar performance. We'll put it that way. All right, the next winner, boy, this guy looked like he was shot out of a cannon. And I'm not talking about Nick Herbing. This is a Landon Roberts. His stat line. He had three tackles, all of them solo, one sack, two tackles for losses, and a quarterback hit. You know, the, the Steelers dominated the, the Falcons from a defensive perspective. I've been wanting to see Landon Roberts have these type of games. We saw Quan Alexander in week one against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have that explosive play. Yes, he was fined. Yes, it was penalized, but we saw the explosiveness. And all I had been reading about throughout training camp was how Landon Roberts is just killing people. Like, he's just dominating everyone. And I was like, man, I'm excited to see this guy. Well, we haven't seen much of him. I think in week one he played a couple plays, 
Week two, he played a little bit more. Well, we got to see a Landon Roberts in week three, and he gave a glimpse of what he'll bring to the team this season. Keep this guy healthy. He, Cole Holcomb, and Quan Alexander, you throw in Mark Robinson if you absolutely need him. All of a sudden, that inside linebacker room doesn't look too bad, right? I don't think so. All right, let's go to the next winner, Connor Hayward. So Connor Hayward didn't have anything like really notable on his stat line. Listen to this. Two catches, 27 yards, 13.5-yard average, no touchdowns. He had a 16-yard long on two targets. Okay, meh, that's kind of a missed stat line, right? But then he had four carries as a running back, 11 yards, a 2.8 average. Didn't score a touchdown. So how does he find his way on the winner's list, you might be wondering? Well, yeah, I didn't have Connor Hayward getting that many carries in the backfield on my bingo card for last night. There we were, watching number 83 carrying the rock on a drive. And here is the thing that people need to understand about Connor Hayward. First, when he got to Michigan State early in his career, he was a running back. So that's not shouldn't be surprising that you see him carrying the football. Uh, but it also gives you a glimpse into his versatility but also what the Steelers might be thinking when it comes to roster building. Connor Hayward, the more he can do, the more positions he can play, might impact how many running backs they keep. It might impact how how they utilize him in terms of across the board and how many roster spots they feel one guy could fill. Really interesting, when this comes to roster cuts, how they view him and his capabilities and how many spots he can fill by himself, which would allow them to maybe keep another player at another position. Okay, let's go to the last winner, the overall depth. I mean, this was the stat line. It was evident across the board. Yeah, the second half, there were no points scored. But when you watch this team, I'm talking about the offensive line, the defensive line, the skill position players, doesn't matter. I mean, let's look at the quarterback as a great example. You have Kenny Pickett, who's lighting it up every time he goes on the field in the preseason. Mitch Trubisky, he's had his ups and downs, but he's still a quality backup. He can make plays if he needs. Then you go to the third string quarterback and you got Mason Rudolph with a ton of experience who's out there orchestrating backups and first year players. It's a good problem to have. It's good depth. I I really like the Steelers depth. They're going to have to make some really difficult decisions before they trim their roster down to 53 players. And that's a good thing. That means that the front office of Omar Khan, Andy Weidel, Mike Tomlin and the coaching staff, they've done a great job putting everything together this off season and Mike Tomlin said it best. He goes, when you have those problems, it means you put together a good 90. And that means it's a good 90-man offseason roster. So let's run down the uh, let's run down the winners just before we go over to that one loser. Here we go. Kenny Pickett was a winner. George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, the running backs, Alandon Roberts, Connor Hayward, and the overall depth. Those are your seven winners. So you might be wondering, well, Jeff, who's the loser? Is it Kendrick Green again? No, it's not. I thought Kendrick Green actually played better. Kendrick Green started at guard. James Daniel, who uh, was, Mike Tomlin said, was dealing with a day-to-day injury. So was Cam Hayward. So they were just letting them rest and getting them ready for the regular season. Uh, Kendrick Green started at guard. That was notable. And he didn't look awful. I'll be honest. He didn't look awful. He did play a lot at center. Kendrick Green played a lot of football on Thursday night. But that he's not, he was not the loser. The loser is simple. It's the layoff. After the game, there's 17 days until the Steelers play in week one. You know, I really wanted what I wanted to do. I really wanted to put the Atlanta Falcons play-by-play crew in the losers column. My gosh, those guys. You know, but I hate. I decided to be a nice guy, and I wasn't going to be super critical of preseason announcing. Look, 
Bob Pompiani does the preseason announcing for the Steelers, and he does a good job. And Charlie Batch jumped in, and he did a good job. But I remember times where I was cringing at the Steelers uh, play-by-play guys. I'm not going to beat up on them too much. Some of the stuff we have we're forced to listen to, those of us that are not in the local viewing area, talking about nachos and food more than they are the game and constantly saying how the Falcons don't have their starters in. I get it. They're paid by the organization. you got to save face. But they're not the losers. It's the layoff. The real losers is that we as fans are so excited right now. We are so excited, and now we have to wait 17 days until the meaningful game start. And that's that's a tough pill to swallow. Even as I say that, it's really difficult when I think about, wow, you wait for seven months. You wait for seven months, and the preseason is here, and the preseason could not have gone any more, it could, couldn't have gone any better. And you're all hyped up, and let's go. Let's bring the San Francisco 49ers to Pittsburgh right now, today. The Steelers will stomp a mud hole in them, and we got to wait. We got to wait 17 days. Yeah, that's it, 17 days. So there you go, seven winners and one loser after the Steelers beat the Falcons 24 to nothing, cap off a 3-0 and preseason, which if you haven't been checking, that means they have three They have back-to-back three-win preseasons, so they have a six-game winning streak. No, I am not keeping track of that. No, I I do not want this to turn into the Baltimore Ravens crap that they did with their 24-game preseason win streak and all that stupid stuff. Okay, but let's finish this with a heart-to-heart. I want fans to think about how sometimes easy this preseason has looked for the Pittsburgh Steelers. When you think about Tampa Bay in week one, you think about Buffalo in week two, and then obviously last night, Thursday, week three, down in Atlanta. I just want fans to know it won't always be this easy. There's going to be some really tough games on the schedule. And week one against San Francisco 49ers, that's a really good defense. It's a really good team. It's not going to be easy. So I want you to do something for me as you wait. We all wait for that week one game is keep the excitement level. Be excited about the upcoming be excited about the upcoming season. Be uh, be excited for the the regular season to get here, but also understand that your expectations of the team should be realistic in the fact that Kenny Pickett's not going to score a touchdown every time he steps on the field. If he scores more than he doesn't, that's fantastic. But even the greatest quarterbacks of all time have struggles, even the greatest quarterbacks of all time have they, they give three and outs, you know, this offensive coordinator stuff, the, the defense. This is exciting. These are exciting times if you're a Pittsburgh Steelers fans, and we have every right to be excited. But just understand, and let's keep in the back of our minds, it won't always be this easy. Have expectations changed? I guarantee you 90% of, if not 99% of the Steelers fan base's expectations have changed for the better, that they have gotten, they, they've gone up. Oh my gosh, like now they're really, really excited for this team. And everyone deserves that because the Steelers have played well. They deserve that credit. We all deserve to kind of hang our hats and wear our Steelers gear proud in case you didn't do that unless they're playing well. So, hey, just remember, it won't always be this easy. All right, that does it for me, folks. Coming up on Monday, I'll be back with another Let's Ride podcast. Will I have a guest? I don't know. You'll have to tune in to find out. In the meantime, make sure you take advantage of of that giveaway, again, contest.fansfirstsports.com. 
Get your name in the hat to get four free tickets that week one game against the 49ers. Should be awesome. Upwards of $5,000 in total value. Pretty awesome stuff. Make sure you check us out at fansforsports.com as well as steelcurtainnetwork.com for all your post-game stuff and all the information with roster cutdowns coming up. It's going to be exciting. Make sure you check us out there and as well as on all our social platforms by just searching Steel Curtain Network. That does it for me, folks. I hope you have a great weekend. Enjoy it. There's no Steelers football, but the Steelers win. It's a victory weekend. We'll call it that. You know how we finished out here. Be safe, be kind, and God bless. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday. Go Steelers.